everyone and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today we will be discussing season one, episode eight, The Telescope. I'm Kirsten McInnes and I'm joined as always by Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how's it going? It's going really well. I have the contract here for us to sign because it is episode number eight, our official We Have to Stick with This podcast. Well, and I was going to quit, but then I was like, <laughs> uh, I've already watched the episode, might as well. <laughs> you fool, you showed up, now you're stuck here. I'm just so grateful that you didn't open this with, I don't have to die alone, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> Not taken until you said no offense. Like I was, I was really worried that you might come in with that. And I'd be like, "Hey, I have a cat, okay? <laughs> Please just don't eat me when I die." Oh god! No, I want them to. If I die and they need nourishment, and the only nourishment available is from my face, they can eat my face, and I, I hope that they enjoy it and it helps them live. <laughs> you heard it here first. I think anybody with a pet who is like, mm, "But if I die, they'll eat my face." Well, you're not a very good pet owner because you don't love them enough to give up your face for them, okay? That's fair enough, yeah. This is a scorching hot take, but a very good one, I think. I don't think it's a hot take. <laughs> it is true, and I did say it. So, so I guess it probably a is a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> By definition. I guess since I am the arbiter of hot takes, I can deem it a hot take. So true, yeah. You someone, really are like the final decision maker on this. Someone remember that for 2021, and you can put it into Robin <laughs> Akiva. <laughs> I'll submit it. I'll pretend it's mine. <laughs> Incredible. Honestly, if you can come up with four passable takes, you're in the tournament, okay? I have zero hot takes. All of my takes are like extremely tepid. Really? Yeah. Well, if I asked you for a hot take, what would you say? Oh, geez, I don't know. Pet owners should let their pets eat their faces. <laughs> if someone asks me for a hot take, what comes off the dome is all foods are either a soup or a sandwich. Yes. And it is definitely true. And I 100% believe it all of the time. And it is one of the best things you could say because it makes men so mad. <laughs> like, like a good litmus test. Like, I feel like <laughs> women in general are like, okay, that's weird. Moving on. But men... <laughs> Men get so mad. I feel like when I first heard this take, I was like, I don't understand this even slightly. But then I was just sitting here being like, oh, I should ask her to judge the like last three meals I've had. But I know what all of them are off the top of my head. Right? So. It's just intuitive. You just... Yeah. It, people be like, well, what's a steak? And I'm like, it's a sandwich. And they're like, really? But how can you tell them? Like, it's just like inherently is. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry that you want some sort of deep categorization method for your foods, but it's sick. <laughs> just it's a super a sandwich. And that's it. Yeah, well, so, okay, so I had like a veggie burger, which is clearly a sandwich, like sandwich. not even, don't even Ooh, have to reach What kind of veggie burger did you have? What did I have? I don't know, one of those like pretend meat ones. Beyond, I think. I can't remember. Which one can you get in the store? Beyond or Impossible? I think it's Beyond. I think it's Beyond. I've never had an Impossible Burger, but I've had Me Beyond either. Burgers. Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one that's in the States more, maybe. Anyway. I think so, yeah, because Burger King in the States is the Impossible Whopper. Right, fair. Then I had a stir fry. That seems like a soup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Nailed it. Nailed it. Look at you. <laughs> okay, well, I think that was a great cold open. <laughs> okay, so this episode, what did you think overall? Did you like this episode? Yes, very strong episode. We got a lot of feedback from people just being like, this episode is the one that hooked me into the show. You're, you're kind of making it sound like you didn't like it, maybe? No, no, no. I liked it a oh. lot. I love that we got, you know, a little bit that happens after this. In the mm -hmm. previous episode, like this episode happened entirely within the events of the one we talked about last week. And I think that's like a really interesting choice. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that they did it like that because otherwise we wouldn't have anywhere near the understanding of it. And it wouldn't be so meaningful, the conversation mm -hmm. at the end between Bojack and, and Herb. 
Yeah, like I definitely said last week that I really liked the Princess Carolyn storyline, and I like how much depth we got out of that. And then we are able to get so much depth in this episode, too, where we get the other half of the story. And I don't know, what do we even call this? I was going to say it's like a flashback, but I guess it's like a flash sideways kind of thing. Yeah, it's a flash in the pan, I guess. Um... (laughs) Nothing on the outside, nothing on the inside. Oh, God, not that. Okay, so before I think... I think we should just talk about Todd before the rest because it's like a two second thing. But I really, really like Todd's plotline in this episode. <laughs> it's really good. I actually, so I started like doing my notes chronologically and then I was like, you know what? And I just like moved the Todd stuff into one large paragraph where I was like, let's just knock this out. Really a large paragraph? It's like a four lines. <laughs> yeah. This one is like in particular a really light Todd episode, mm-hmm. but I really like it. So the first thing I really like about Todd is that he is in the backseat of Botex cart watching a movie while <laughs> Bojack is having this intense conversation with Diane and Bojack goes do you want to play I spy I spy with my little eye someone that needs to shut up <laughs> and I love that Diane's response to this is she's like yeah you were about to tell the story of you being a shitty friend but then we got interrupted by you yelling at Todd and then he goes oh yeah shut up Todd <laughs> and like that's when we cut to the credits I love that Right? Like, it's just very good. So then they mm-hmm. they drive to Herb's house. Todd comments on the house. And Bojack sprays him with a water bottle. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. He's such a jerk. Oh, my God. Yeah, but the majority of Todd's time is trying to do a very tight, like, 300-point turn. Mm-hmm. And being accosted by two girls in bathing suits. And I can't remember, is that, like, the Spring Breakers thing or the Bling Ring thing? I don't know what either of those things are. Oh, my God. <laughs> sounds like Bling Ring, though, because they steal jewelry from rich people. So that sounds good. Spring Breakers, I think they're in bikinis, though. <laughs> I have no idea. I think it could be both or either. Spring Breakers came out in 2012, so I feel like it's a more timely reference. Bling Ring stole money and stuff from Paris Hilton. Yeah, but there's also a movie. Yeah. That, oh, and that was 2013, so I guess both are quite timely. Mm-hmm. Huh. It could be both. <laughs> Some sort of amalgamation of the two. But yeah, so it's the Celebrity Stealing Club girls. I, I don't even really understand what they're trying to do because at first they want Todd to drive them away, but then they're fine with it when they're just laying on the grass together. I, I don't understand their motivation here. Yeah, it's very strange. They're very much like they just stole a bunch of stuff from the Kardashians. And so they like point a gun at Todd and they're like, turn the car around. And he's like, no, I can't. But then he like is nice. So he convinces one of them that he's a good guy or something. And like, now he's we're like, gonna take share. off your mask. And yeah. she takes off her mask. And he's like, I think you're still wearing one. Yeah. And, they're Ooh. Like, Ooh. and then we find out the number one rule of Celebrity Stealing Club is no falling in love. They have like a deep conversation. But then at the end, he's just like, I'm finally ready to let my guard down. And they just like kick him and run away. So yeah, I like <laughs> smack him in the face with the gun and steal his wallet. They pissed, yeah, like they, Todd gets pistol whipped in this episode. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so it's not a like meaty storyline for Todd, but I found it very funny. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was very funny. And like, I feel like it was really appropriately light because there's so much really intense stuff going on here and so much time is spent on the Bojack story that it's like, let's just like take a minute to check in with this weird thing happening with Todd and the girls that are holding him hostage in the car. Yeah. I, and I liked, I liked those little breaks and it was a lot. The one thing about Todd is we never see him again at the end of the episode. So like it left me thinking, did he get left in Malibu? <laughs> did you not? You didn't see him when they're leaving? He's still on the lawn. He's like passed out on the lawn. I missed him being passed out on the lawn, but I was like, I think they left him there. 
Yeah, it's like completely dark as Bojack and Diane are driving away and Todd is just like sprawled out on the lawn. Wow, I must have been taking notes or something. Yeah, he's like very small because it's like a full zoomed out version. Oh, as well, you know I can't just, see. Yeah, so it's probably a glasses problem. <laughs> it's, it's probably a vision problem. And you know what? <laughs> I don't need anybody making fun of me for not being able to see. Okay, it's not my fault. I was born like this. Very fair. Actually, I don't know if I was born like Are you born? If you have an astigmatism, are you born with it or can you develop it? That's a great question. I feel like you're born with it, but I honestly don't know. I think um, of myself as someone who was like born with crappy vision, but... Like, I've needed glasses since I was like six. Let's see. Okay. Astigmatism may be present from birth or it may develop after an eye injury, disease, or surgery. Well, I don't think I had an eye injury, disease, or surgery. My only time I ever hurt an eye was my other eye that doesn't have the astigmatism because my childhood best friend Jessica and I decided to each pull on a bungee cord. Oh, God. And she let go. And so the hooked end of the bungee cord, like, caught me by my eye and, like, I had a black eye. And, like, if I hadn't closed my eye in time, I think I would have lost my good eye. Yeah, that was like, I was really concerned that was where the story was going. It's like, I have a glass eye, everybody. (laughs) Oh my God, that was really upsetting. Um, It's really realistic. That's why no one can tell. But yeah, I like, I actually genuinely could have lost an eye because, and I have a scar like on the corner of my eye from it. God. It was really bad and it was like an ugly black eye and my teacher asked me if my mom hit me. Oh my God. And I was like, no. The story has so many layers. I know, there's a lot to it. I think... But it was like, it was a really ugly black guy. And I was in like the fourth grade, maybe. No, it must have been younger than that. I've had one black eye in my entire life and I literally woke up with it and no one believes that as a story. Like, like I just woke up like this. You should, you should see the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a fairly small bruise, but nonetheless. I've definitely had like, I think I've had other black eyes. I'm a very clumsy person above yes, all else so i like i get hurt a lot yeah last year i got hit in the face with a soccer ball because i played soccer for a while i say last year about everything when i mean 2019 anyway yeah, i got 2020s canceled my glasses broke on my face and i had like a little bruise on my face but it could have been much worse quite a nerdy thing to happen <laughs> so you're, i mean it's not nerdy to play soccer Yes, but then you get hit in the face with the ball and your glasses break. Like, you really made a cool thing not cool. Well, did you have to tape your glasses back together and wear them like that for a while? No, I just, like, hurled them into my bag. See, that's not nerdy at all. I'm really afraid of the ball. (laughs) Well, yeah, you got hit in the face. I'd be afraid, too. (laughs) I get hit all the time. Wait, you get hit in the face with soccer balls all the time? Often. Like, I have played for, like, two years as an adult, three years, and I've probably been hit in the face, like, ten times. (laughs) Imagine playing soccer ever. Yeah, it was like a thing I decided to do as like a single young person. I was like, I'm going to go meet cool young people playing soccer. And then I just met a lot of like 40 year old men. I, w- I don't think I would pick soccer. Yeah, that was the I only think sport I knew here's anything the about. Thing. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be effective, but I would join a badminton league. Mm, interesting. Because interesting that's, that's the sport I played the longest. I played it into grade 11 and I played singles and I did come in third in the district. That's right. I was pretty good. That is good. How did we even get here? I don't know, but I I don't mind it. So let's (laughs) go through the Bojack situation. So this picks up from when Bojack almost hit an armadillo with his car in last week's episode. He picks up Diane to go to Herb Kazaz's house with him. He wants her as a buffer so that he doesn't have to spend any time alone with Herb. It's like, no bathroom breaks and don't slip out of the room to text your fiance. It's so gross. And then he's like, oh, and congratulations, by the way. Yeah, he's like, don't text him any winky. 
slinky emojis and hearts. Ew. <laughs> Which is like, you. I could never imagine Diane no. doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, not so much. Especially like she seems very ambivalent about all of this, but he's being very petty. And she's like, yeah, it's just hitting me. Like, I, do, I don't have to die alone. No offense. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> it's such a hilarious line of like, none taken until you said no offense. I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> I, yeah, that was definitely one of the biggest laughs of the episode. Yeah, ruthless. And so Diane basically asks like, well, what's the story between you and her? Like, what's going on here? And Bojack's like, let me tell you about the time I backstabbed him. Yeah, it's like it's a story of betrayal and ambitious hairstyles. And so I love something I absolutely love about this episode is when they do the flashbacks, mm-hmm. The mu- they instead of sourcing any real music, it's like, this is the 80s, the decade it currently is. Like yeah. <laughs> Generic 80s new wave song. Like there's a, <laughs> there's a Big Brother billboard, but like for the book 1984. Yeah, Sarah literally sent us all of the signs. Some examples of them include, let's see, the House of Leg Warmers. There's a Disco Forever sign that says Closed Forever. There's Walt's Walkman store. It's pretty good. And then he says the best, she said the best one is That's So Reagan. So, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny i love like the level of attention to detail that they use in like little bits like this so he basically shows up to a stand-up bar where herb is doing stand-up and he is meeting up with herb's girlfriend charlotte who is a doe more of the same thing from last time where he's like oh no one beer gets me tipsy like he's a uh, real lightweight here very sober at this point very straight-laced you know serious guy he's just trying to get his big break and it seems like he like third wheels Herb and his girlfriend a lot. Yeah, like she invites him to go to a movie with them and I actually do kind of like the line where he's like, oh yeah, like Back to the Future was so good except for all the lame time period jokes. And then like that's the entire basis of this episode. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we get it. The 50s were different. And it's like, They've leaned so hard into that for like the 80s and 90s in this episode. I, I thought that was very well done. Yeah. Yes. I'll have a new Coke, please. <laughs> Not a new Coke. Somebody call Antonio Lazaro. Exactly. So Herb's stand-up is great. Bojack's stand-up starts with like the most stereotypical joke that you could possibly imagine or he's like mm-hmm. in LA you see like the most beautiful women that were the ugliest guys like you such your husband you could do better call me after the show I'm kidding I'm not kidding and I'm it's like kidding. oh my god and I've had enough of this like it's so this gross. very much Allie Lasher's theory about all men and women right oh lash theory is 100% accurate <laughs> Yeah. So I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, oh man, like this I'm just, is totally a thing. <laughs> I'm just literally fighting to not become a statistic in Lash Theory. I want to date <laughs> up. I want to date a hotter guy. Date just like this absolute smoke show. Yeah. I want to date someone who looks like they should be a freaking model. Tall and toxic. <laughs> Tall and toxic, baby. That's what I want. Okay. I, I just want to prove Ali Lasher wrong. <laughs> Don't be a statistic in Lash Theory. But to be fair, she has stated that Lash Theory is an American-centric theory and that sometimes you would see straight couples where the woman is less hot, but they're not American. Okay. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. I don't know if Canada counts or not. (laughs) But I feel like every girl I know that dates men, they're always cuter than the men. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) so... Uh, I really felt attacked also. So it flashes to Herb and Bojack working as bartenders together. And they do a whole little bit about like when people say, here's the thing. 
because there's already a thing you have to say there's a thing and i feel like i say here's the thing a lot and i felt very attacked i'm pretty sure it's i might get this story wrong but my sister hazel when she graduated from college she got some like award from her peers that was cut like hazel here's the thing cochran because <laughs> that's just what she says all the time oh a funny thing I, I wanted to mention also about this so obviously the doe who is herb's girlfriend is named charlotte but when she said her name the first time i just heard it as hazel so i started taking <laughs> notes and i was just writing hazel and then i was like who's hazel and the, her name is charlotte so i'm putting it in and i was like oh Lindsay's sister is yeah <laughs> so anyways i think that doe looks like her name could be hazel yeah but i could definitely see that and she says here's the thing all the time here's the thing <laughs> I definitely say that all the time too and I feel like I also do a lot of like first of all and then I often forget what the second yeah, of all I'll is like, or there just isn't a, one <laughs> this and two this and it's like Kirsten you've got to be consistent at least with your bullets <laughs> like that your bullets got to be the same yeah, first of all how dare you <laughs> second of all that's one of my favorite <laughs> gifts <laughs> yeah I got questions number one <laughs> number one how, how dare, dare you? you I feel like I say that a lot like, during Big Brother season <laughs> Yeah, I definitely just drop that all the time. Here's the thing also. Are you a murderino by any chance? Don't know what that is. Okay. So I hope you're just like teaching me what all the things are. I'm getting a lot of education from I, you. Honestly, I have taken you under my wing. So murderinos <laughs> are fans of the podcast My Favorite Murder. Mm-hmm. And what, they say stuff like here's the thing a lot. But one of the most famous like ta- things ever is, I think it was Georgia who said it. And she goes, here's the thing. Fuck everyone. <laughs> And it's all I can think of. So. That's great. <laughs> it's like that toad from last week, right? Like, and as I said to so-and-so, oh, fuck yes. everyone. <laughs> Literally, exactly. <laughs> like, she'd be like, as I said to, you know, comedian Karen Kilgariff, here's the thing, fuck everyone. <laughs> okay, so basically, Herb is, is going, wants to go to a social event to pitch a TV show to these executives. The executives were already at his stand-up show, and they were mm-hmm. nodding, which is executive for laughing yes <laughs> now they've invited herb to an event and he just like it brings charlotte and bojack along he does third wheel them a lot i i think that they might be a throuple yeah it kind of seems but, that like, way right bojack just doesn't know it yeah like he's clearly into charlotte and charlotte can tell that herb is not looking for exactly her type of person that's a lot yeah so at this event charlotte and bojack are hanging out charlotte <laughs> is like i'm moving to maine leaving and asks bojack if he he had met her before herb would he have made a move on her (laughs) yeah and she's like i don't think he would have because you're a coward which is like very harsh but she says it in this very kind way where he doesn't get upset and he's just like well gonna miss you that's like it's a very cutting remark and i feel (laughs) like present day bojack would be like whoa what's that supposed to mean Mm -hmm. but this bojack like one beer gets him tipsy (laughs) and he's just like getting started in the big city and he's working so hard and i feel like he's like yeah well and she does a good job with that too where she's like she makes him look at the out of the tar pits and she's like oh hollywood's real pretty but it's smack on top of black tar and by the time you realize you're sinking it's too late and she's like she's really worried that when bojack becomes a star he's gonna change and obviously he has quite a lot but she 
did have, you know, conviction that he would become a big star. Yes, she was on top of that. So at least she was right. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Charlotte? Do you like her? I think I like Charlotte. Like, I don't feel like we get a lot of, of her character, really. Like, I like that she's kind of a straight shooter and is able to identify that there's like all this bullshit in Hollywood and it's like going to drag you down and you're not going to be the same person. So I like that she's kind of a straight shooter, but I don't think we get enough of her at this point. Yeah, I think I think she's like a sweet lady and she serves yeah. her role properly. I think so. Like, I think she's supposed to be like a bit of a question mark of like, oh, what if I had met that nice woman first? I wonder yeah. what would have been different for Bojack. Yeah. So I don't, where do Herb and Bojack go where this next conversation happens? Because I was really unsure where they were. Yeah, it's at Griffith Park. There's like a... I don't know, like an observatory or something up there. Okay. Sarah says that it was again featured. Yeah, the Griffith Observatory is again featured later in like the news coverage. She's like, it was truly the extra character in this episode. Oh. Yeah, so they're at the, I guess, conservatory or whatever. Griffith and Observatory. Griffith Observatory. <laughs> and what I really like, I like the conversation they have about Rebel Without a Cause. Oh, he um, had a cause. He had so many causes. Yeah, because he goes, are we going to yeah, get right. a knife fight like in Rebel Without a Cause? And Herbert goes, I I hate that title and but goes yeah he had several causes <laughs> yeah i like that too <laughs> have you ever seen rebel without a cause what do you think <laughs> uh, well the thing is is i haven't seen it so that made right. me want to think you had seen it but now i'm True. getting the indication that you have not seen it <laughs> no so neither of yeah, us have seen rebel t- typically we've seen exactly opposite films but it turns out i've just seen nothing <laughs> No, I don't think that's true. I think that this is obviously just like a, a blind spot for me and I'll have to watch it. I guess so. That's with James Dean, right? That sounds right, yeah. I mean, James Dean, famously a hottie, so. <laughs> famously your type. <laughs> is he tall? I don't know. I can't, mm. he did not live very long. No, it's like a tragic story. I that he died at 24. Oh, geez, I didn't know that either. I thought he was like in his 30s. Oh my God. How did he die? An auto racing hobby. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, this took a tragic turn. (laughs) His final race, he was unable to finish due to a blown piston. Wow. (laughs) You said blown piston so tragically. (laughs) (laughs) Not the piston. (laughs) Oh, my God. It looks, he died in a car accident, it looks like, at a race. This took a tragic turn. How do we segue out of this? Famously a hottie. James Dean, famously a hottie, gone before his time. Let's see how tall he was. It was the 50s. I feel like they were smaller back then. Five foot eight. Yeah. Still taller than me, so. Was it you who posted the thing that was like, men are always like (laughs) flying and being five seven or something? (laughs) Yes. It was like, all men do is lie and be five foot seven. I laughed so hard when I saw that. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that. That was glorious. It was incredible. I meant to message you immediately. Like, this is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> How tall are you again? Are you 5'9"? I am a little more than 5'7". <laughs> right, because we're exactly the same. So I'm also 5'7". Yeah, because we seven. are the same. <laughs> I was like, are you a little taller? But no, it's Natalie who's taller, right? I think so. That yeah. sounds right. There we go. She's like 5'8 or something. I'm just getting my Ontario friends confused. It's <laughs> fine. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways, so sorry to sidetrack with pure tragedy, but Herb lets Bojack know that his show got approved. Yes. Show? He gives him this telescope, which is where the name of the episode comes from. He's like, someday we'll come back here once we've made it and we're going to high five. Yeah. 
that was weird and then bojack's like what if we're up to low fives yeah that whole scene was a bit weird it was really weird uh and then herb is like yeah my show got approved it's called horsing around and bojack's like oh wow now you're gonna forget about me you're gonna be successful and herb's like no you're the horse yeah he's like i insisted that you had to be part of it like and then they said no and i said please and they said okay no he goes and they said no and i said (laughs) please and they said okay (laughs) that was way better (laughs) i love the way he goes please please (laughs) yeah so that Um, was much better dramatic reading you come on you gotta you gotta put in the the time okay i really should have written out the please so i would know I like it, how much to emphasize it i wrote it with one e and one two three four five seven a's <laughs> that's a, yeah i feel like that's how you read it that's good and then herb kisses bojack mm-hmm. yeah and bojack's like whoa and, bojack's like, oh. and herb's like i just got excited in the moment mm-hmm. uh, yeah and it's like they, they do get past it pretty quickly. Like, it's not awkward for too long. No, because then it's like, we're going to make an actual TV show. Let's get rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we're going to take an unflinching look at the gritty reality of the American family. He's like, just kidding. We're going to get rich. <laughs> yeah, not the gritty reality of the American family. So basically, we get like some shots of like Bojack, like horsing around happening. I guess he went and did like a little stand up set for the live studio audience every episode. Yeah, it looks that way. I also like that we get another like now we have a 90s song happening it's a 90s grunge song something something seattle yeah everyone in flannel i mean incredible honestly i now live you know in the same climate as seattle true and i get the flannel i'm gonna need some flannel shirts you definitely need several flannel shirts sarah points out that the signs in this particular scene there's like a store for pog world there is a flannel nose piercing store a got milk billboard and dope jams record store so shout out to sarah for this like ridiculous work you've done yeah literally (laughs) like sarah I can't even read my TV and you have just provided us with all of the information that we need and we deeply appreciate it. I mean, we also very much appreciate Sarah because this week her sign off was, you're talented, you're smart, and damn it, you're good. You're a goddamn American treasure. You know that? Which is a line from episode seven, but it seems appropriate because it's so true. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) So we love Sarah. (laughs) Oh, Sarah, we love you. So then this is where things get complicated. One thing I love is that Princess Carolyn is Bojack's agent's assistant. And she has goddamn Rachel haircut from Friends. It's so brutal. (laughs) Oh my God. And she's like so eager too. Like you can tell she instantly that she's an assistant. She's like so keen and so excited and like immediately puts Bojack on with his agent. And very different Princess Carolyn. Well, and also a very different agent because Mara does not call... Bojack to make him sit on hold. <laughs> so True. we find out that the Secretariat movie is happening. Mm-hmm. It is down to yeah. Bojack and Val Kilmer for I the love role. That. And so just keep your nose clean. Don't get into any trouble. Stay out of the tabloids. And the mm-hmm. the role is yours. Do you know who Val Kilmer is? Is my question. I know him from Batman. Okay. You know what? I'll take it. <laughs> Good. Okay. Yes. Nailed it. I'll take it. I would have also you know, taking Top Gun, but <laughs> Fair. I'll accept Batman. <laughs> I haven't seen that much of his stuff looking at yeah. the list now. <laughs> Top Gun was probably the better answer. Yeah, but you know um, what? Oh, he's in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <gasps> I love that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is really funny. It has Robert Downey Jr. And it's just, it's a very funny movie. I think if you like Robert Downey Jr., you, you'll like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. For okay, a brief period of time, I was like, that's my favorite movie. Because I <laughs> didn't want to admit that Legally Blonde was my favorite movie. Because I didn't understand that you can just like things. And it doesn't matter if people place some sort of meaning or value on what you like. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, they are terrible. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, wait a second. I actually like Legally Blonde as my favorite movie, and that's okay. And <laughs> it's if a good person have, litmus test. If people have a problem with that. That's actually their problem, not mine. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a problem with that, you are missing a classic film. Honestly. Okay. So this is where it's, this, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> right as Bojack is supposed to be keeping his nose clean, not getting into the tabloids, Herb Kazaz is arrested for basically cruising and hooking up with another man in public. I love that when he finds this out, he's watching TV and it's like, scandal on the set of horsing around. And he goes, oh, God, what did I do this time? Yeah. And then in this scene, when he's watching TV, all of a sudden there's like a ton of bottles around him. So you can see that there has been a change in Bojack Mm -hmm. by this point. Yeah, he like when he discovers this, he just goes like, shit. And by the time we pull back, there's like even more bottles. Yeah, exactly. Just like, okay, yeah, he's been drinking to cope with this. And so, of course, Herb has basically no choice but to come out to Bojack Mm -hmm. because he's been outed by the news. Mm -hmm. And everybody's reacting very poorly to this. There's all these like protesters outside that have some pretty good signs. And they're like, two men kissing makes me uncomfortable. It's horsing around, not horsing around in a gay way. I didn't see that. I did not clock that second. But yeah, the two men kissing makes me uncomfortable sign really stuck with me. And there's also like on the news, one of the protesters is like, we got to watch these nubile young kids without a pervert <laughs> like Herb Kazaz. Yeah, he calls them perv Kazaz. Very scathing. New- the word nubile is deeply upsetting to me. It's so gross. It's such a gross word. Like, I, I don't think in our lifetimes, I don't think there's been a time when that was an acceptable word to be used earnestly true yeah like it's always creepy there's never a good use for that word people are like oh yeah they're my lover (laughs) and like a chill goes down your spine you like want to die it's the same energy oh god One of my friends found out today that I don't like that and started being like, lovers, speaking of lovers. And I was like, I'll fight you, okay? (laughs) Oh, my God. So, yeah, Herb comes out to Bojack and is like, listen, I'm going to lose my job. But if you say that you're going to walk if they fire me, they can't fire me. They need you too much. And Bojack's like, okay, fine. You can count on me. Yeah. And like initially he's like, it clearly pops into his head because he's, he says, this is the worst possible time for me to kind of like pop my head out and I'm supposed to be keeping my head down for secretariat. And then he's like, yep, yeah, you know what? You can count on me. I wouldn't even have this job if it weren't for you. And he seems to mean it when he says that. Yeah. And it, it seems like this really helps their friendship as well mm-hmm. because there's like scenes of them hanging out, working together under like going through concepts for the show that kind of thing which is nice to see but Mm -hmm. it all stops when this angela corporate lady pulls Mm -hmm. bojack aside for a talk yeah basically says like herb is bad for business it's not personal and then she has this really cutting scene with bojack where she tells him like you can be a good friend or you can do your job and i know you've already made your decision yeah and it's it's really a lot Mm -hmm. and then she's like okay great 
good talk. A lot was accomplished. Uh, hopefully for you, you never have to talk to me again. Yeah, because she says too, like you can choose whatever path you want, but you don't win awards and end up on magazine covers and get leading roles by being a good friend. And it's just like, you can see it in Bojack's face. Like, yeah, he did make his decision and he's going to have to live with this. One thing I do love about this is something that Angela says to him is, this is just the beginning of the Bojack Horseman story. Yeah, I love that too. And I wonder if that this moment was so impactful for Bojack that it stuck in his head when it was time for Mm -hmm. him to write his book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also like she goes, what's that expression about the show must go on? Oh yeah, don't be an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that too. (laughs) I think one of the parts that I found really sort of poignant here is when Bodak's like sitting in his makeup chair looking really distraught over what he's done and then he just kind of like does conceal, don't feel and then he does his little like performance for the audience. Nothing on the inside, nothing on the outside. Yep. So rough. So, so, so rough. So then once we, and then and also the Secretariat movie uh, ended up never happening. So it, mm-hmm. it wasn't, I don't think that Bojack would say it's all for nothing, but that was like the one major goal that he wanted to accomplish that he did not get. So with that, it kind of brings us back into present day and they've pulled up to Herb's house and he's a huge mansion in Malibu. Yeah, he's done really well for someone you dicked over. That's when Bojack sprays Todd with the water bottle. Yeah. Okay, stop <laughs> that. I, I, on, I laughed so hard at that because it's like, in a show with people and animals and anthropomorphic animals, you would think that at some point, like, Princess Caroline would get sprayed with a water bottle. <laughs> but the fact that it's a person, it just makes it so funny. And for some reason, like, the idea of if Princess Caroline got sprayed, it's like, I'd oh, be you can't do that. I'd be furious. Like, I, I, I would shed my skin and become a demon <laughs> if someone did that to Princess Caroline. Like, that is unacceptable. But when it's taught, it's like, okay, that's funny. Yeah, then it's funny. <laughs> so... What I really like, so it's the whole relationship between Herb and Bojack is so interesting. And it starts off super antagonistic with Herb immediately talking about how Bojack looks really shitty. He's gained weight and Bojack's like, yeah, well, you're not looking so great yourself. And he's just like, yeah, I have cancer. (laughs) Yeah, I love that he says to Diane, what string of bad decisions has placed you in Bojack's orbit? Which is like essentially that thing that we said before. Like, usually if you want to hang out with Bojack a lot, nothing good is happening. Yeah, it's it's pre-rehab. A few other, like, Herb has really good one-liners through this whole episode. And even before they get in the door, he's like, what's your book called? Portrait of an Asshole? Please, come in. You're letting out all the cancer. I love that. It's so brutal. And it's just, like, it puts you in, like, a vortex of, like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is very sad. And he's, like, clearly sick. He's got an IV going, like. Oh, he looks like shit. He's he's got cancer so mm-hmm. yeah they do a very good job making him just look very very unwell i like how we say that as if they like did makeup on a person yeah it's, like, it's drawn <laughs> yeah so it's like super awkward between them and then diane brings up the vitamix blender yeah and it's like do you guys have any strong feelings about the blender yeah one way or the other and they both bond over being like it's so expensive i never use it ever what's so great about liquid anyway honestly who lied nobody lied (laughs) vitamix is like five hundred dollar blender yeah no it's absurd i've heard good things i mean i feel like i've heard mixed things all i want is a blender that i can actually just put ice in so i think i just want a margaritaville Mm. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's very fair. I only recently got a blender. Me too. I got one for Christmas. And then I learned that you can't just put ice in blenders. And I was like, well, why <laughs> do I have a blender then? <laughs> All yeah. I want yeah, gotta... is to make a smoothie with ice cubes. Yeah, you got to get the ones that can handle an ice cube, which, yeah, you'd think that all of them could. What, you have to get a special blender to have ice cubes? Like, I used to have a magic bullet, and it could handle Mm. ice cubes. Yeah, probably says it on the box. It's like a selling feature. Why does my Nutribullet blender not handle (laughs) ice cubes? Okay, that's a very fair question. (laughs) This is a better version of that blender. That's why I'm so mad. But, like, I asked for, like, the one that comes with, like, the smoothie cups. You, like, make the smoothie and then take it right away. Mm -hmm. And I got just, like, the it's like a full-on blender. Like, I'm some sort of housewife in the 1960s. Housewife in the 1960s didn't need to have a smoothie, I guess. I carry some resentment about the blender. Understandably, you should be able to put ice in the mold. I should be able to put ice in it. Or even if I'm not going to put ice, I got like frozen avocado so I could put it in to smoothies. Mm -hmm. But then I can't blend it. And I don't like avocado. I just wanted to put it into smoothies so that I could get the nutrients from it. This does seem ridiculous because like I would argue that probably like 95% of what blenders are being used for in 2021 is to make smoothies. You need ice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is wild. I feel like you should be upset about this. It's actually, I'm like, I I didn't realize how upset I still was about it. (laughs) But it's like, I got a blender thinking, oh, I'm going to use this blender every morning. And then I've used it like twice. And one of the times it didn't even work because I put ice in it. I feel like we've done a good job of illustrating why this would be a good prompt of like, do you have strong feelings about your blender? Like, yes, let me tell you all of them. I do have strong feelings. (laughs) And when you ask for a very specific model of something, people should just buy you the one that you ask for. Maybe that's what you should get. The one I wanted cost less than this one. <laughs> yeah, and then people are like, I bought you this nicer one. Wasn't this a nice gesture? Like, no, I wanted no, the other one. I wanted to be able to blend ice. Like, what? <laughs> How am I supposed to make frozen margaritas? Yeah, I mean, like, it's going to be summer weren't. any minute. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like this. Now. I'm worked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Up. Oh, my God. So, Bojack and Herb have, like, actually a pretty good visit she but i i really liked when bojack sees the picture of charlotte because herb mm-hmm. and charlotte have kept in touch herb suggests that bojack should call her and he's like maybe i will and bojack's like she looks good for someone so old yeah herb says she's three years younger than you and bojack goes exactly <laughs> so brutal we also find out that herb is just like a much better person than bojack which i think was like already abundantly clear but he's like oh yeah like i started a charity bringing water to kids in africa and like didn't just sit on my ass for 20 years well and it's also the thing to de- like to consider if Herb had not been kind of kicked out of the industry, would he have ended up being as good of a person? Mm-hmm. Or would he yeah. have been bad like Bojack? Yeah. And like, it seems like he probably wouldn't have been as successful maybe if he didn't have to like overcome this and could have just stayed in his cushy like sitcom life. Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh. His house is much bigger than Bojack's house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's also all the way out in Malibu. I don't know what that means for property values because I'm in Canada. <laughs> it's on the water. I think it's probably very like probably a couple million dollars. Yeah probably several how many does it go to several million like what what is several million to you geez well i mean there are places like in toronto that are like oh buy this house for like five million dollars Yeah, canadian dollars yeah true so that's like nothing in america i feel like Mm, in america a lot of times you see on the news that like celebrities are selling their and their their homes and they're always like 7.4 million dollars okay i would have said probably like oh you're selling your house for like 15 million but yeah maybe i don't know i don't know 
It's <laughs> huh. like so out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I'm like, hmm, a thousand dollars could make a meaningful impact on my life. I don't know anything about millions of dollars. I can't afford your weird castle on the water. <laughs> Not a weird castle. <laughs> so the the like visit ends, Bojack's leaving, and he's like, oh man, I should have brought a bottle of wine. Damn, <laughs> like, no. And he's like, yeah, you're right, I would have drank it on the way. <laughs> I like that he thinks, like, maybe this is why I don't feel great about how this visit went. Like, it's because I didn't bring wine. That's what it is. He said that's what adults do. They bring wine. And Diane's like, you know, if you have something that you need to tell someone, you have to do it before it's too late. Yeah, like, this is clearly, this is the time. This is the one opportunity this man is literally going to die imminently. And Bojack goes, is this one of those things where we're talking about her, but really about something else? Which is like, (laughs) oh, my God. Like, no, this is it. And she's like, no, Herb. And he's like, yeah, okay, me too. So awkward. So awkward. But he goes back in to apologize to her for mm-hmm. what he did. And I... I think this is like the big standout moment of the episode. I love this scene. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. I was telling my sister about the scene and she was like, that sounds dark. And I was like, yeah. It is dark. Bojack's dark. And what I really love is when Bojack says, it'll make us both feel better. Mm-hmm. And Herb goes, I'm dying. I'm not going to feel better. And you don't get to use me as a prop so you can feel better so impactful i said i'm not gonna let you have closure you have to live with this shitty thing that you did for the rest of your life and know that it's never ever gonna be okay and yeah and then this is where it becomes clear that the issue is not that bojack didn't stand up for her with the network it's that after that moment he just never talked to him again yeah we find it like he hasn't he didn't call him even one time in the last 20 years and herb says i had nobody yeah herb said i needed a friend and you abandoned me and i will Mm -hmm. never forgive you for that and get the fuck out of my house Mm -hmm. and it's like okay then they get in a physical fight yeah yeah bojack tries he sees the telescope from earlier in the episode and herb sees him taking he's like put that back asshole and then just tackles him and it's it's very it's it's hard to watch because it's like herb is literally attached to an iv yeah it's like really bojack you're gonna fight this guy right now yeah like even if he were fully healthy you weigh like three times as much as him yeah and diane's like trying to intervene and just like oof and it's like and then you get another really really meaningful moment where herb says you want to think of yourself as the good guy and i know you a lot better than that and you aren't Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you probably sleep a lot better at night if you just admitted to yourself that you're a selfish goddamn coward who takes whatever he wants and doesn't give a shit about who he hurts and that's you like bojack goes i don't know why i came yeah and then herb with that like one final stinger is just like yes you do yeah like herb always gets the last word and everything he says is absolutely scathing and so accurate too like nothing that he's saying is wrong yeah it's like you haven't talked to bojack in 20 years and you have him completely clocked Ugh, it's just so much it's just so much but very very good very good and in the car we get back to you know the ending of the last episode where bojack's like it's nothing matters anymore and now we know why he was so upset when princess carolyn called to tell him about the movie and diane goes at least now you have a story to tell at his funeral so brutal like don't tell this story absolutely tell nobody that this ever happened don't tell people that you got in a physical altercation with the man who was about to die yikes don't don't first of all don't fight a cancer patient like period and second of all 
if you can't follow rule one, you can't tell anyone about it. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not at their funeral. Especially not then. And so Bojack pulls over and he gets out of the car on the beach. And like they do such a good job with the animation of him like shaking. Mm. I was really, really impressed with how that's done. Yeah, just taking all these deep breaths and you can really like you can feel it like you know exactly how he's feeling in that moment. And Diane really just Diane doesn't do a good job in this moment. No, she's very like so cold about this where she's she's just like like, not to kill the vibe, but I've had to pee for three hours. Yeah. And then she brings it right back to the book, too, where she's like, I don't have to put this in the book. It's like, maybe just like be a friend for right now. Well, and it just goes to show they're not friends. She works for him. Yeah, exactly. But even though she's being like this, he still decides this is the moment to kiss Diane. Yeah. I, I do like here that her reaction to it is like she instantly pushes him away and is like, Bleh, and that just like gets in the car. So they don't try to leave any ambiguity here of like, maybe she kissed him back. Like they don't try to do that at all. She's just like, nope, like you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, she shuts it right down, which is the yeah. right thing to do. And I feel like even though this is so bad, when I watched Bojack for the first time, I like wanted them to be together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this <laughs> was like a crushing moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially because he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. You can put it in the book. Like, I want to tell you everything. And then it's like, oh, maybe this could be like a meaningful moment. And she just shuts it down. She's like, absolutely not. This is a professional relationship. Gets back and in the car. And also I'm engaged. Yeah, and also I'm engaged. And this is, it's like it's it's over and then the episode ends yeah that's just it it's very jarring the way it ends and i feel like just so well done like i don't even think i would change anything about the episode yeah no i think it's a really wonderful episode i think it's the best one we've watched what do you think i think it's probably the best episode we've watched i think it's the it's this is like where bojack gets real yeah really kicks it into gear here where it's one of the things we've talked about even up to this point is this show is not afraid to just bury their main character and i think that's what makes it a special show and they certainly don't shy away from that here he is a real dick truly it's like yeah no not a good guy so that's it that's all yeah like i just Should we think about where that goes on the list of bad things Bojack okay. does? So from this episode, I feel like Bojack does like a lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm like, do we choose just one thing? I mean, there's at least one thing. Because I feel like we could add two things. I think we could too. And I would, I would... One from the past and one from the present. I would propose that we add not sticking up for Herb mm-hmm. and physically fighting Herb while he's dying yeah. of cancer. Those would be the two things I'd like to add. Okay. Okay. So let's start with not sticking up okay. for Herb. I feel like that's not the worst thing he's done. Yeah, I don't think so either. Worse let's than, see. It's worse than the muffins. Yep. It's worse than being mean to Diane and being mean to Princess Carolyn. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's also probably worse than not bailing Todd out. What do you think? Todd almost died in prison. I know, but also, like, one of the things we said when we put it here was, like, Todd had, like, two dates to the prom. That's true. Okay, fine. I would put it above not bailing Todd out of prison. Do you think it is less bad than ruining the rock opera? I think it might. Is it equally bad? It feels very similar. I think it's, it's like, okay. I think it's a little bit less bad just because ruining the rock opera totally like takes Todd's life off of a good trajectory. Whereas mm-hmm. even though Herb lost 
the sitcom, he was still able to kind of put a life back together and be successful. Yeah, but I think he thought he wasn't going to. So like, to me, it's worse, I think, because like, Todd, for one, Todd doesn't really know that anything like was going to change or could have changed if not for Bojack. Whereas Bojack with Herb is like consciously being like, I'm going to let you know, I am the reason you're about to lose everything. And then he doesn't talk to him for 20 years. And you know what, you're right. Because the thing is, is he and Herb were actually friends, unlike Bojack Mm -hmm. and Todd, who are not actually that close, Mm -hmm. even though they live together. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm willing to put it there. I'm not willing to put it above the Sarah Lynn. Okay. So we'll have that at number two. And then physical Physi- altercation. Physically fighting a cancer patient who is dying. It's it's up there, man. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> that's, that's too much, man. It's too much, man. I feel like, okay, is it like, hmm, do we think it's like plus or minus not bailing Todd out? <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's what I'm trying to decide. It's really yeah. bad. It's like, if you bad. heard a news story of like an acquaintance from 20 years ago shows up on their former friend's doorstep and fights <laughs> them while they're dying of cancer, like that's a gasp yeah. of a headline. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it the worst thing he's ever done? Oh, it's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. I think it might be the worst thing he's done. You think that? Yeah, maybe. You think that's worse than the Sarah Lynn? I I don't know. I maybe it's equal to Sarah Lynn. You think it's worse than what he did in the past? Like he abandoned him forever and ruined his life. And then... I mean, I think they're both bad, but I just, <laughs> I, I think about the people I've known who had cancer and I think about if someone <laughs> showed up on their doorstep after 20 years and fought them, yeah. how mad I would be, <laughs> you know, like we could almost like, if we combine the two herb yeah. things, it's certainly the worst thing he's ever done. If we, if we combine them as one thing, like abandoning herb, then showing up 20 years later to use him for closure and physically fight him, that could be the worst yeah. thing he's ever done. Okay, why don't we do that? Just keep it simple. Combine them into one thing. Okay, number one, new thing. Abandoning slash using slash beating up yeah. herb. Tough look for our guy. Tough, 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 tough look. Wow. Okay. Well, did we get any feedback? Let's see. I think we sure did did. get some. I only have, like, I have a few more questions from Sarah. Do we want to just start? Oh, yeah. Let's start with that. Okay. So we ran through a lot of the visuals that she sent, but she also had a couple questions. One of them, she said, What are your opinions on apologies? Do you think people are obligated to accept them? I feel like I know the answer to this question. I mean, people are not obligated to accept your apology. I Mm -hmm. do think that if you do a bad thing and you recognize that you've done a bad thing, you are obligated to apologize for that bad thing Mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm -hmm. I think it ties in well with what we talked about last week when we were talking about closure and whether it's a real thing where we said people need to learn to be more comfortable with uncertainty and not having things neatly resolved. And I think part of giving someone a meaningful and genuine apology is recognizing that they might not accept it, but you still feel that remorse even if they don't accept it. Yeah, it's like, you. okay, you made a mistake. You did something bad. You're going to apologize for that. You're going to promise to never do that thing again. And then you're going to actually never do that thing again, regardless of how the other person responds to that. Yeah. Even if they don't forgive you, that is not on them to forgive you for the crappy thing you did. You have to just like recognize it and do better next time, even if they don't. Exactly. Like nobody else can really absolve you of anything. You have to do better yourself. Yes. And then her second question is, have you ever had someone try to kiss you or had an unwanted kiss like (gasps) Diana Bojack? Oh my God. Okay. Ah! 
Mm. Okay. <laughs> Something that so, answers, yes. <laughs> this is like a pretty traumatic, like childhood story. So mm-hmm. it, we had just moved to Cold Lake. So I was 12 mm-hmm. and there we lived on a street with like a bunch of kids, which was great because I got to meet a lot of people right away and make some friends. And I remember we I was playing hide and seek with these other kids from the street. And there was this one kid, I guess he just immediately had a crush on me. I don't know. And I'm hiding and he comes up behind me and he taps me on the shoulder and I turn around and he's got like, he's puckered up ready to go (laughs) and it was I was like I gotta go I like ran away I literally ran away from the scene very bold of this person this was the first time I ever met them I don't have any stories like this I've had like a couple mediocre kisses but never ones where I was like what the hell are you doing it was more like eh, the worst thing in the world is when it's like someone that you want to kiss and you're feeling it and there's chemistry and then they're just like the worst kisser <laughs> yeah, very fair. Like the last person I kissed, like had their mouth open so wide it was like over my whole mouth, and I was like, <laughs> "This isn't what I was anticipating." And I yeah, was that good for you? <laughs> are you having fun? Like, <laughs> okay. like are you a snake? Are you going to like eat me whole and like, I'll die? <laughs> like I don't understand. Unhinging his jaw. Like, yeah, honestly, that's what it felt like. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, well, on that note. I know. And that was my last kiss that I've had. And it's depressing. That is really depressing. Uh, It's fine. One day the pandemic will end. Yeah. (laughs) Find a non-boa constrictor. Yeah. Like a a normal person. And hopefully they're hotter than me. So I'm not a statistic. Just a normal, hot, tall person. (laughs) Tall and toxic. No, we're getting away from that. Well, we'll see about that. okay twitter yes twitter (laughs) we had i loved a tweet we got earlier this week which was about our episode six coverage Mm -hmm. was from tom palmer who i owe tom palmer such an apology because i got him addicted to riverdale so (laughs) (laughs) sorry tom again he said one of my favorite aspects of this podcast app for bojack Corspod is they had a whole conversation about who diane is compatible with and they never brought up that she shouldn't be with bojack or mr peanut butter because she is a human and they're literally animal men. <laughs> My response to that was that we are a post-species podcast. I mean, the show has given us a world where humans and animals date. <laughs> it's totally fine. We're just accepting the premise of the show and we're not putting our weird earth like <laughs> concepts onto it, okay? It's the aliens. That's right. That's right. And then we got a few people brought up that this episode, season one, episode eight, is the episode that like really showed you what bojack is so will from america mm-hmm. who wrote our amazing theme song said yes. this is the episode where bojack horseman really proved it was a different type of tv show are there any other shows you can think of where the main character isn't forgiven and just has to live with the shitty thing they did i can't really there are definitely shows where people don't actually apologize for bad things that they did like i just finished season four of Breaking Bad today and there's definitely some bad stuff that happens at the end there that Walt does not apologize for but it's it's hard to like they're in a just a different world I mean there's the moment in the office where Michael hits Meredith with his car and then he apologizes to her and she's like no I'm not gonna forgive you and then he tries to like force a hug on her while she has a cracked pelvis or something anyway it's all she eventually does forgive him though so no 
I can't think of another show where they actually have to live with it. One, I think the other thing too is with Michael Scott is he would have just eventually like stopped thinking about it to protect himself, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and that's when he has that whole like rabies run for the cure or whatever because he's like, really, I saved her. Yeah, I can't think of any like strong examples of that. And then uh, Easy on Twitch, <laughs> that's how I'm reading that. They just brought up that this is the episode that hooked them on the show. The tone of the whole show changes when Herb didn't forgive Bojack turn the series from mid-level adult cartoon to something special and it made me really want to see where the show would go from there and also brought up that the flashback songs are excellent yes (laughs) very good do you think I read easy (laughs) right (laughs) that seemed good We also got a new, did I read this last week? I don't know. We got a new five-star review from Bill is King, and the review says, love the show. The podcast is also good. Five stars. <laughs> you did not read that uh, It's very good. <laughs> love the show. The podcast is also great. <laughs> yeah, really uh, like well, that. thanks, Bill. <laughs> what a yeah, dream so. do we get any new ones in canada no canada you're slacking canada. a bit so canadian listeners please step up come on canada if you could just give us some reviews it would mean a lot it's we need that okay just like five stars, five only. stars only if you're thinking that you would leave anything less than a five star review think again <laughs> we will think reviews less than five stars are actually the worst thing bojack ever did <laughs> yeah, goes to the top of the list. <laughs> we'll personally put your name on the top of the list. We will put your name on the this top the of the list, thing. okay? So you and you don't want that, okay? So if you do want to get in touch with us for next week when we talk about season one, episode nine, you can tweet us at Bojack Horsepod or email us at Bojack Horsepod at gmail.com. Yes, good episode name next week. I don't know if you looked at what it yes, was. Yes, it is. Next week we will be talking about season one, episode nine of Bojack Horseman, Horse Majeure. Horse Majeure, very good. Episode nine already we're really flying through this i know we're i was looking and it was like we're not going to be doing this for that many weeks really yeah yeah no, uh, three more weeks we're uh, we're done season one and then we've got some great guests lined up coming up quick which is very exciting and also oh wait remember when i told you to watch tuca and birdie yes. so tuca and birdie got canceled after one season but it got renewed it now for a, a new <laughs> season is coming so maybe when we finish bojack we can watch we switch over Tuka, to Tuka and, and Birdie. Birdie. There you go. So give us five-star reviews so that we can continue. Yeah, if we don't get five-star reviews, then we'll just give up and we'll just like throw a lit <laughs> match back at the podcast and walk slowly <laughs> away while it explodes, okay? <laughs> never look back. And you can never look back. Cool guys walk away from explosions. <laughs> and we just put our sunglasses on. Oh, oh yeah. so good. A soccer ball <laughs> hits you in the face and breaks your sunglasses. <laughs> oh, it's so accurate. <laughs> Okay. Oh, no. Lindsay, is, is there anything else? <laughs> I don't think so. If you wish to hear more from me, you can find me at Simpsons Then Now on Twitter. It is the Simpsons Then and Now podcast. You can check me out there. Hell yeah. Check it out. Come on. Uh, and if you want to hear more from me, you can listen to me recapping Riverdale each week with Mary Kwiatkowski over on Kowski Cast. That is cow with a K. Uh, as well as recapping Temptation Island each week on robhasawebsite.com with Maggie Morgan. What a truly, what a dream. As well as Big Brother Canada's <laughs> back. And I'm oh sure God. I'll be in that coverage at, at points. And uh, I'm going to be heavily involved in it because I'm very excited for the season. <laughs> in your abundant spare time. And I'll also also be on twitch three times a week still <laughs> twitch.tv slash kirsten said what so really the problem is there's too much of me but 
can't stop now. You are everywhere. Truly everywhere. You know what? I can't help it. I'm out on these internet streets. That's right. That's right. Okay, so that's it. That's all. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>